Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Oh, hi. If you like this show, will you leave a review for it wherever you listen to podcasts? You don't even have to write anything. Just some stars will do. It's one of the most effective ways to spread the word about us and one of the most meaningful ways to show your support for what we do. We are so grateful. Okay, here's the show. Welcome to A Thing or Two, a deep dive into stuff we think more people should know about. I'm Claire Mazer. And I'm Erica Cerullo. If you want more where this came from and want to support us in general, head to a thing or two hq.com and sign up for Secret Menu, which will get you weekly access to members only content. To share your thoughts on this episode or anything at all, leave us a voicemail at 833-632-5463 or DM us on Instagram at a thing or two HQ. Hey. This episode is brought to you by Noisehoff Bazaar, which is a very hip resale site that you definitely need to know about. I say that, but I actually think a lot of our audience probably already knows about them because they're very, A, our audience is very in the know. B, Noisehoff Bazaar is like squarely in our demo. It is resale of just cool, hip indie brands, a ton of brands that we used to sell on of a kind. It's Things you maybe even discovered resale. on of a kind. Yes. Yeah. Tons of Ace and Jig, Deuce and Deuce and stuff like that. Like, And you can find, and one of the things that we talk about with Kate, the founder of Noise Off, is how you can find people's apparel line from like designers who don't make apparel anymore, like Mosian and, and Deuce and Deuce and stuff like that, where you're like, oh, right, Deuce and Deuce and used to make clothes and doesn't really do that anymore. And you can find this stuff on there. Remember that little fit and flare dress you would oh wear all the time God. from Deuce and Deuce and it was so good? Do I remember? Maybe it's on Noise Off Bazaar. Maybe. Can I talk to you about something first, though? Yes. Corn please. nuts. Mm. Corn nuts. I have, have been having a big corn nut snacking moment. Have you? I just feel like they're a bit underappreciated. It feels like… Well, they their branding didn't do them any favors in the what, 90s. What? Corn nuts? Corn nuts? Well, is it? <laughs> but like, is corn nuts like Kleenex where it's like the brand and yes. then we all just called them that? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. But then are they called that on Wikipedia though? Like corn nut is the Wikipedia entry, also known as toasted corn. But I was like under the impression that it was like Doritos where it's like a brand. It is. It is. Yeah, no, cornnuts.com. Yeah, like corn nuts, corn nuts is um both the proper noun and the improper noun. What's the what is the, the they, common noun? <laughs> they do not even seem to have a parent company. This just seems to be their own. They don't need a parent. Just single product, multivariant company about us since 1939. Yeah, this is a big, this is, this is how long they've been underappreciated. 
This is for, how long. For, for a company that has an about us page, they give us very little information about them. Claire, I would have to say I'm finding that more and more with companies where I go to the about <laughs> us page or the I'm the our story and I look at the our story and it's like we stand for authenticity. I'm like, that is not your story. <laughs> On a road trip, watching the game, playing games, or as you write the about us section of a website, there's never a wrong time to crunch on some corn nuts, crunchy corn snacks. It's like they know <laughs> they're in on the joke. I like we're absolutely not telling and I like you. it. I, we're telling one, you nothing about us. This is one more thing I like about corn nuts, turns out. Well, I don't want to say that we predicted this, but I could see us at some point having said corn nuts are due for a renaissance. It just feels like part as part of the fancy snacks era. The thing for me that works so well for the, about them is that they are like halfway between nuts, chips, and popcorn. Mm. Or not halfway. What's halfway? Like they triangulate those three things? They're I like a know. love child of, of all of them. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. If nuts, chips, and popcorn had a threesome, you'd get corn nuts. <laughs> and, and one of them got impregnated. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm with you. I mean, they're great. I, I, I want to say I don't find them as satisfying as most snacks, but that's kind of good because you don't go overboard. Uh, that is why I think they make a really nice cocktail snack because mm. they are very crunchy and they yes. hold flavor very well. Mm-hmm. But you're not going to like, I'm never going to eat a whole bag of corn nuts just because it that it just feels like a lot. Like I get over them fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. But when you're having mm-hmm. a drink or whatever, or like you, you just want like, something. Yeah, you want something bit. like truly just like mm-hmm. munchy. This does yes. it for me. I agree with that. It really does it. I also started thinking about how I should be using them as a crouton alt. Mm, now that is an idea I like in a behind. salad yeah. or you know what I saw like in a tortilla soup or something <gasps> great idea mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. love that don't you don't yeah, you a chowder no, a, great, a chowder yeah. throw these in yeah oh I could absolutely see that and it would really hold its form yeah yeah it takes a lot to like break through yeah. a corn nut yeah for sure I was like I have no idea how you actually make a corn nut so I looked this up corn nuts are prepared by soaking whole corn kernels in water for three days then deep frying them in oil until they are hard and brittle the kernels are soaked because they shrink during the harvesting and cleaning process and rehydration returns them to their original size which makes sense because if you think about it it's so much bigger than a popcorn kernel yes 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 According to an article on Greatest, their earliest ancestor was parched corn, which is a Native American preparation of dried and roasted corn kernels that is both nutritionally dense and light to carry. Mm. People packed these with them on the Oregon Trail. Again, (laughs) talk about 90s nostalgia. What is more 90s nostalgia than the Oregon Trail? But they use them to make soup more than they use them for munching. Okay. And then in during the Civil War, there was like something in this vein mm-hmm. of this like parched corn universe that was eaten dry. Parched corn is also mentioned in the third book of Little House on the Prairie series on the banks of Plum Creek. And wow. you know the food references in those yes. books are phenomenal. I mean, that pigtail. Phenomenal. Yeah. Should we talk about our guest before we bring her on? Yes, let's. So Caitlin Dello is a founder of Noise Off Bazaar. She's based in Duluth, Minnesota. And the site is, it's just like so smart. It's curated by real people with excellent taste. It features all the sorts of designers that we really care about, like Ace and Jig and Baba and Lem Lem and Ray. And Kate started her business nearly 10 years ago when she was dealing with postpartum depression. And it was a freezing, freezing winter. And she started selling her own pieces on Instagram. And then earlier this year, so like a full like nine years after doing this on Instagram, she built out a full-blown e-com experience. So in addition to clothes for us, they have home goods, they have kids clothes. It is just a joy. And you can join their community of buyers and sellers at N-O-I-H-S-A-F-Bazaar.com. It's fashion backwards, bazaar.com. 
Bizarre like Harper's Bazaar, not like bizarre like weird. Bizarre like the chic bazaar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's bring Kate on. Hi, Kate. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my God, we're so excited. I just on a personal level have an, a ton of very nosy questions about Noise Hoff because <laughs> I love it. I also just want to say that Isabella Halley, years ago, ceramicist who we worked with at Of a Kind, introduced me to this thing. I think it was we both had kids around the same time, and she was like, You have to look for baby clothes on Noise Hoff, but you have to promise me you won't tell people about it. She was like, don't <laughs> yeah. go running your mouth about it because it's hard to get the stuff you want. And it was sort of like how I, I run my mouth about a lot of things, but I do have, I understand that f- feeling of ownership where you're like, where there's only one of something and I can't have everybody finding out about it and then them, and then having even more competition for this thing. It was like fashion's best kept secret for a very long time. I it think was. now the word yeah. is out. <laughs> What you did is you now made a website that has the opportunity for there to be more things for more people. And so we don't have to be quiet about it anymore. Right. Yeah. From an accessibility (laughs) standpoint, you know, we have more to to offer there. But (laughs) I just want to say that I've been such a fan girl for you both from the of a kind days. And just, you know, it really, Noise Hop has been... Um, you know, an inception of those early days of the blogger days and of a kind. So it's such an honor to be here today. That's, That's really, a really nice. nice thing to say. I was I was saying to you before we started recording that I just feel like we talk about resale and we talk about shopping vintage and just being really thoughtful about consumption on this podcast and in our newsletter pretty regularly. And I feel like Noisehoff is really the intersection of all of that and the of a kind independent designer and like wanting to have that special sense of discovery. It's like that magical thing that we are always searching for. And it's just right here. It's just right here with good UX and good design and just a delightful experience. That warms my heart. Thank you. Can you explain exactly how it works? Yes. So Noisehoff Bazaar, it's Noisehoff and Fashion Backwards, kind of that aha moment when people mm-hmm. figured that out. It's a re it's a resale site that, you know, originated from this robust Instagram community that was built the last nine years. And we recently, this last February, launched our own site, noisehoffbazaar.com. And it's a curated resale resale site that's focused on independent and emerging designers, but we also have a vintage channel, a kids channel, a home channel, but our kind of our full focus is more the resale of these emerging designers. And that's kind of what started, it started off as and been our focus. And are people listing the items themselves or they're sending them to you and you are listing them and then they're shipping them directly? How's it? Yeah. So how it works is it's peer to peer, much like Poshmark is, except it's curated. So every time an item is submitted, our curators go through each and every item and decide whether or not it will be listed for sale. If it's accepted, it'll go into your noise half shop. And if it sells, we take a selling fee and you ship it off to the buyer. Love it. Super love simple. it. Love it. What made you interested in resale as a business? So the resale market has been you know, really robust in the last nine or so years. But when I started the handle in 2013, I was and still I'm living in Duluth, Minnesota, which is not the fashion capital of the world whatsoever. But I had this really deep love for shopping and boutiques online. So I had a closet of really nice items that 
you know, I just, my only option was to go to a local consignment shop, which would have no idea who like Elena Cohn and Rachel Comey are or eBay. And then the real, real merged with Poshmark, but that didn't feel like such a good fit either. And these clothes have a story to tell and they were made by these amazing individuals. So I wanted them to be appreciated as much as I appreciated them. It wasn't necessarily like making money, but I wanted it to fall in the right hands of someone who, you know, would take care of the garment or appreciate it. And so resale just seemed like it wasn't being utilized at all at Instagram at the time. It was 2013. So Instagram wasn't used for shopping whatsoever. Can you imagine like that that was? <laughs> no, can I you mean, imagine? yeah, it, it's like... I just came in at the right time. And I honestly think Neushoff was one of the original resale shops that emerged during that time. And so we we really built this organic community out of it. But resale to me has always been just an accessible way to get some of these items and to pass it on to people who would appreciate it. Living in Duluth, I really love putting my money where my mouth is and just my ideals and ethics behind what I buy and what I purchase and, and who I support has always been really, you know, a big side of my, how I consume. So it just seemed like a natural thing to be like, well, I can take a picture of it and post it on Instagram and, you know, let this community of like-minded folks have an option to buy it. It's so interesting what you said about that feeling of wanting a piece to go to somebody who would appreciate it and for them and like that there is a story behind it because I find myself really struggling with that when I'm deciding what to do with things. It's not about making money necessarily. It's just that like I, I want wherever it goes, it should still have a life and it should still have um, you want you want to like rehome it. it. You yeah, want to rehome exactly. it. It's not like reselling yeah. it. It's like yeah. giving it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, and there are, of course, those pieces where you're like, this is this gem that I'm going to give to Goodwill and someone hopefully will find it and appreciate it. But there are those pieces where you're like, if I give this to Goodwill, I know it's not going to find the home that it deserves and I want it to find that home. And then there are those pieces where you sell because you're just like, I just want money for this thing. But there, there is that really specific niche that that Noisoft fills where you're like, I, I want this to go to someone or just like go out into a community of people who will understand it and appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think people not only use Noisoft to buy and sell, but they use it as a tool for discovering these designers. Yes. yes. I mean, that's been something we hear from the community all the time that they peruse our brand list just to see and and discover these really cool independent designers that they're going to find on the mm. resale sites or get lost in the abyss of these bigger. That's super markets. interesting too, just because they're... We, I mean, we're now starting to see a resurgence, but we had a real death of the multi-brand retailer, especially in the indie design space. And now I think you're starting to get a few more of them, but it does feel like Noisoft and other resale sites, that's like one place where you do still have a multi-brand shopping experience. Well, and mm-hmm. the and your brand page is so well done and that you flagged which brands are women-owned, which brands are size-inclusive, which brands are BIPOC-owned, which is what all retailers really should be doing at this point. Like, let people shop the way they want to be shopping, the way that people support businesses the way they want to be supporting businesses. And it's, yeah, it's useful. It's fascinating. I'm so glad you like it. Yeah. And, you know, we love independent designers and we are asked quite a bit like, well, how do brands feel about you? But that was going to be my next question because (laughs) (laughs) I would say like we have never had a brand push back. If anything, they've really been supportive and very appreciative of what we're doing because 
we're an introduction, we're a stepping stone to a customer's first purchase sometimes, especially when that customer maybe doesn't want to pay full price for an item. Or maybe can't at this point. Or maybe can't, right. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe they just, you know, they know that if they buy something from this designer that they can't return, they can resell it in a noise off. And that's something we're actually going to expand into 2023 is building some brand partnerships out on our site. So I'm really oh, excited love that. for that too. Well, because there are a lot of brands in your space that I think really see the value in having a secondary market for their clothes, right? Like Ace and Jig really cultivates this on their own. I think Baba is really supportive of it. Doen, like these are brands who see, I think, one, just the the value for their customers, the value for of, you know, of clothes staying in circulation and not just going into landfills. But there is also just, I think, from a business perspective, in the same way you have with art, like there is a real value in these clothes having a continued value beyond just with their first owner. Like, right, that's good for a brand that people yes. are in search of the missing piece from their collection, that it's coveted, that this is something that isn't just relevant when it's in season. That's that's mm-hmm. something really specific and and exciting for a company, for a business. And I think these brands I mean, are the yeah. types that have really strong aesthetics that aren't mm-hmm. so trend-driven that You could find the perfect, you know, Elena Cohen piece from seven years ago that is like what you're looking for right now. Yeah. And And people will know what that is. They'll be like, oh, like super excited. Like when I see a a motion article of clothing come in, you know, I'm immediately. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You're like before the jewelry line, there was this. Right. Mm -hmm. There was a clothing line. Like Mm -hmm. people, you know, if you know, you know, type of thing, you know, people get really excited about that, which makes me really excited because, you know, that time was so vital to like how noise off was started what have been some of the surprises of of taking this from instagram to you know full-fledged e-commerce business it's been there's been a lot of surprises you know i don't have a tech background Uh at all i went to school for pre-law environmental political science so coming to the decision of having to either quit doing noise off altogether or pursuing it was, it took many years. I, you know, I operated this thing with my thumbs for nine years on Instagram. <laughs> Eventually I did have like a team also using their thumbs. <laughs> but it was a completely thumb run business for nine it years. It was a completely thumb run business. Like <laughs> I literally sent my employees like thumb massagers when they got hired. It was insane what we were doing. But I always say it's going to be like the greatest thing I've ever done or like the fucking dumbest thing I've ever done with my time. For Door number one. Years. Door number one, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to make the leap of pursuing it. And then again, being in Duluth, we're not like a tech capital either. So I don't know how a website is built. Obviously, it's very complex when it comes to different users and experiences. So it took me, you know, a few years to be like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna build out this website because also Instagram was turning it morphing into its own thing. And I knew it was, you know, it was time and we were gonna be sustainable offering on Instagram. And so I had, you know, two really big hurdles to jump. One, how do I build a tech company from Duluth, Minnesota during a pandemic? You mm, know, mm, and mm. two, how do I get my community who has been with us for nine years on their phones on Instagram to go to a website to do this. And so it was really scary, but our community was so supportive. I would say the majority of people saw, you know, that eventually, you know, it was not sustainable 
on Instagram nor like healthy. And we needed autonomy and we needed our own home. So communicating that with our community, I think really resonated and they understood. And what was helpful, but also a huge headache for us, was a year ago, Instagram started removing all of our posts and flagging them as obscene. What? So we were like abruptly shut down. I mean, they had bugs. I ha- I mean, I had someone on Instagram trying to help me and they were like, I don't like we don't know what's going on. And then it slowly trickled to all of our channels. And so we couldn't post anything. And our community was livid. And they were like, what's going on? And then, you know, we were thankfully able to communicate in our Instagram stories. Somehow we weren't able to post on our feed what was happening. And so they really rallied behind the idea like, okay, it is time. Like, let's get this website going. You know, I need my noise half fixed. Like there's not an an alternative. And so that was really huge for us, even though it was devastating blow at the time. I had to lay off my entire team. We didn't have income November through January. And then we launched in February. And then it was like, a whole new system that we had to get our community on board with. Like, hey, we have to charge a higher higher fee. We, look, we have legit hard costs right now that we have to cover. Turns out launching a tech resale company is very expensive. And there's a lot of, you know, third parties that we have to pay now because it was all goodwill. The last right. many years prior to right. our website was all goodwill. But I would say we have been successful for sure in Good. getting our community over to the new website. And now we're working on getting you know, growing that community and getting new eyeballs out. And we've never marketed in our lives before. So now we're starting to do fun things like go on podcasts and, and, you know, do some paid advertising and, you know, events, hopefully. And yeah, launched a newsletter, kind of doing all the things. And it feels just so nice to have our own home. So nice. What are your tips for people looking to get into buying resale? What should they be looking for? or What should they be paying attention to when pulling the trigger? You know, I think a just the user experience, which we really wanted to create our site in mm-hmm. general to be aesthetically pleasing. That was like where I started from d- day one when I decided we're going to launch Noise Off. Like I want the user experience to feel really good, to have maybe a glimpse into who you're buying from. So like right now, if you have a Noise Off shop, you can like design your own banner, or, you mm-hmm. know, like you wanted to put in this like fun little color type banner that you can design. I think always having some relationship or getting a clue of like who you're buying from is good. And we try to do that as much as we can. I know off by highlighting different sellers and shops, just making sure you have all the information. And anytime, anytime you buy secondhand, for me, I want to know, you know, if the item's been washed or how it's been cared for. The exact measurements, which we require is so many times you... You know, if you go on these other sites, you're not going to necessarily, it's just going to say medium or large. And you're like, mm-hmm. well, I don't know what I am in that brand. I've never tried that thing yeah. on. And yeah. so we require measurements on Noisoft, which I think is very helpful. And we're launching this week are a really, really amazing size filter. So you can search by all different sizes. And it's actually very complex, even though it sounds like, oh, of course you'd have a size filter. Are you all the ones setting the price or is the seller setting the price? The seller is setting the price. But one thing that we don't allow in Noisoft is to set something above retail. We want... It's not the grailed model. (laughs) No, 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 no. Our philosophy with starting Noisoft, first and foremost, is about honoring, you know, the item and the brand and the story behind the item. And 
it's not about just making money and, you know, like a sneaker, you know, resale site, like, you know, right now we're selling Boston Birkenstocks, you know, that are going for a lot, but we don't accept it over retail. We want to be fair. Right, because Boston wanna... Birkenstocks are impossible to find right now because they're like the hot TikTok item. I know. Isn't that funny? <laughs> I do think it's really funny. And everybody in my life who has owned them before this, who is also, if not 40 yet, about to be 40, is like, we are so cool. All the 18-year-old TikTok <laughs> girlies want Boston clogs and we have them, you guys. And I'm like, this, <laughs> yeah, this calm is down. our moment. <laughs> calm down. Delightful. Tell us, what are your thingies? Yes, thingies. I have a lot of thingies. Please. Mm -hmm. So sorry to narrow down. My first thing was recently introduced to me by one of my good friends. And it's from a spa in San Francisco called Monastery that makes their own products. And I am hooked on their Atar, the floral repair concentrate. Oh, interesting. Tell us more. It is a balm. Okay. And especially being in Minnesota and the changing of seasons, but it feels so good. And it's, I put on, especially now that I'm old enough and using more retinols mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that dry your skin out, like putting this over it was mm. my last step. It's yeah. like sealing it in, but, and it smells really good. And I, I don't know. I, I I totally noticed a difference. I feel like my skin is not dry and flaky. I feel like it's sealing all my other products in. And I think the sealing other nice. products in is important. That that yes, has felt. Yes. I'm like, if I'm putting all this stuff on, I don't just don't want it to just come right off on the pillow once I lay down. And the packaging, gorgeous. It is beautiful. They also have a discovery kit, which I have used oh. as gifts. And it's also very beautiful. Great idea. And, and I feel like it would make for a great Christmas gift. I the love Discovery this. Kit's only $32 and it's all yes. their products. I really want all their products. Yes. I want to try their cleansing oil. I love You a love cleansing a cleansing oil. oil. I have cleansing like, oil oh, as you? well. You do? You do? What's do your like cleansing it. oil? Yes. Okay, okay. Yeah. It's from okay. here. Oh, it's okay. I, okay. You know what I did? I think I got the Super Glow Moisture Kit. Okay. That feels like the right kit to get. Yeah. Super mm -hmm. Glow Moisture. Yeah. We're interested. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes. And I love everything so far. What else are you excited about? Okay, so have you watched the Tippy Style class? Yes, obviously. <laughs> have you guys talked about this yet? Okay, no, we let's get into it. Let's please get into it. We haven't talked about it enough. We're really into Amy Smilovic in general. She's amazing. Amazing. Really taken with how basically, even just reading an Instagram caption, right? It might be like two sentences. I never know where it's going to go. Like... <laughs> I feel like it's a winding road in the best way. It's just full of surprises. It just is delightful. It is educational. It is charming. And it is like a little weird in a great way. Yeah. It's totally unpolished, which is my yes. jam. Like, yes. Yeah. Let's have these really awkward moments on camera. And, you know, she doesn't give a fuck. Like, yeah. No. She is just owning it. And she looks cool. And no, she, she looks, looks super cool. cool. Not to mention all like the weird little tricks she yes. teaches you like the i watched the push pin one the other day what's that she, what is like that? she got these push pins off amazon they almost look like the you know the buttons that you like fix yeah, you, yeah 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 like they have lock. just like a back but yeah the, yeah yes and then the, but they have a flat head so she was showing like how she was like pinning uh, back like some of her clothes or like from behind and pinning out like her oversized whoa. clothes or like a sweater and was, this is 
like stylist clips. Yes. Type of and if, yeah. I yeah. mean, prior yeah. to Northwest, I did styling work. So I was like, how have I never like used push pins as right. this? And I feel like I learned something from those every time. And I can use stuff already in my wardrobe, just like her little hacks and how she yep. dresses it and layers. And she's got this really like quirky, funny way of explaining things. And yeah, she just... And it's someone to look up to. As someone who's turning mm. 40 and she's like older woman, she's like confident, beautiful, like has great style. I agree. She's not just like 19 years old. And no. you're like, well, yeah. sure, whatever. <laughs> sure, <laughs> things look nice on you. I am not impressed. Mm-hmm. I get anxiety sometimes because I'm just scrolling and I want to stop and read this novel that she's written or watch this long <laughs> class that she's recorded. And I'm like, well, that's just not where I am right now. And I don't know. Do I screenshot this? Like, what do I do with this? And she's coming out with a book. And I'm so glad because I will 100% get it. But I'm not someone who will really watch like a long video on Instagram. And so I miss all the classes. And my feeling is that I want all of this to exist in its own separate home in the same way you have moved noise off into its own separate home. Our dream is that she has a like question and answer style podcast Mm -hmm. with Collins. This is our this is our vision. Yeah. yeah. I, I love this. It's like Delilah, right? but yeah. for, yes. for style. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where this goes because it's obviously working for her and her brand. I think so. Yeah. I think it was sort of as like a pandemic, you yeah. know, the live thing and now it's, it's still kicking and going strong. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what that moves into mm-hmm. for that mm-hmm. brand. What are some of the styling tips you've picked up from her that you apply to your own? getting dressed the pushpin thing was really big yeah. the yes. other big thing that i took away from was she had like these i think it was i think it was maybe a button up that was like really oversized and she unbuttoned half of it and then wrapped the other half around her back and then buttoned it in the back oh my god so wow. it like i know it wow. created this like you know, you got more like structure and it showed mm-hmm. us like, you know, the jeans, the high-waisted right. jeans. And genius. I was like, that is so simple and genius and cool. Like if I saw someone that on the street went, be like, damn. In like, general, she just has up. a way with button-down shirts of just making. Yes, she does. And just like yes. realizing all the potential there that mm-hmm. I did not see previously. Okay. I just bought my third one of these and it's called a dick dick. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, and it's not what you think it is. <laughs> it's D I K dash D I K, and it's from the brand Matek M A T K. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That like long underwear, sort of like ski yeah, wear so stuff. It's, yeah, yep. It's like kind of outdoor, but make it fashion. Mm-hmm. And they have this item called the Dick Dick, which is their take on the Dicky, but make it fashion. Yes. And it is amazing. It's like a dicky. So it has like a tall neck that can cover your neck, but then it also has armholes. So it's like, oh, get almost out. This futuristic scarf. Oh, this is very you know. chic. And it's chic. And I wear it. I'm so excited when it's like dick dick season because <laughs> I wear it under my coat or even just like with a tighter long sleeves. Oh, I like and that. It's super cute. And I, yeah, I just got my. One of my employees want for Christmas. They just launched a fuchsia pink one, which Ooh. is like my favorite color. The pink is really good. Yeah. Good work. She uses all recycled 
fleece. She launches them pretty often, I think, you know, with new styles. So if you see a color you like, you should buy it. Once it's gone, it might be gone forever. I think I think this format is having a moment because I was in a Mohawk General store in L.A., the men's store, and there were various of this basic concept for guys. One by this brand, Nanamika, which is sort of like in that like cool Japanese, Italian ski wear realm. The other brand that does a more dressed up warmth dicky is Mijong Park. Does it? Oh, uh, yeah. Really good one and comes in a bunch of colors and the price is pretty good. And it's like and, a knit. It's like a sweater yeah. situation. It looks like yeah. you're wearing a turtleneck, but then you unbutton mm-hmm. your coat and it's it's just and you have a big reveal. Half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now I feel like the style, too, is just wearing the dicky. Yes. You know, a shirt like. Yes, it is. It is. Cool. Kid. Mm-hmm. 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 Love it. It's true. Love it. Do you have another one for us? Oh, I have lots. Okay. okay. Yes. Keep them coming. This is a show. Okay. And it's my therapy. Now that I have a 10-year-old daughter, we are entering like tweendom and it's a whole new world for me. And I'm in my third round of watching the show Better Things. I, never, I was hoping I've only you watched like an episode. It. I've never watched that much. You, Claire, you watched it. I binged a bunch and then got like fell off, but I want, I need to go back to it. It is so good. I mean, you your kids are young, right? I just have one young, yeah, three-year-old son. Yes. Yep. Okay. So I just feel like I'm just in new territory becoming a mom. Of like a tween. Of a tween. Yeah. And it is alarming. And I just need a pep talk. And I feel like this is what that show gives me, like hope. Like, yes. She's yes. got three girls. Like, there's a single lot going mom. on. Yeah. She's a good mom. She's going through stuff. Like, and I watch it unfold. And I feel like if, if I'm having a bad day or like I'm feeling really overwhelmed being a mom and I watch better things before bed, mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm okay. It's so well done. Even like you'll, a lot of it's filmed in her beautiful house. And then the all like original art you'll notice on the walls and just the set design. Everything is just so well thought out. And the dynamic between her and her mother is also... Mm-hmm. Similar <laughs> to my my mom is from Germany and just like I don't know there's just so many parallels with my life I just I'm like just need to watch a dose of better things I love it uh, do you want more things yeah Please. keep them coming okay this is a near and dear friend of mine Peter Whitrack and he makes mobiles mm. and the website is mobiles mobilescom he actually did a collab with Noisef a few months ago when we launched. And he hand cuts all these beautiful colors wow. and shapes and assembles them into mobiles, which he is now starting to ship. But he's doing a lot of custom work. And the noise off ones in- are so good. His Instagram is really beautiful because he'll take videos where you can like see them. And we have a very large stairwell in our house. And so he felt like this huge one. It just like, it's a statement, but it's so beautiful and elegant and simple. And he he started off doing a lot of just tree shapes, so you could pick like what leaf you wanted. Mm, wow! Colors. But now he is totally entering into all these different types of shapes and movement. And I love the idea of these hanging from a ceiling, permanent like these big statement, just like art installation pieces. Yes, yeah. basically, I love this climb blue one, sort of shown in a like yeah. an oak lined space. It's striking. 
Yes. Super beautiful. Love this that. This is so cool. Okay, give us one more. Okay, this is another neck warmer, I guess, but <laughs> the Wool Cloud Scarf by Scarf Shop. Oh. Who, she is based in Minneapolis, actually. Martha McQuaid. Oh, yeah, Martha oh, yeah. McQuaid. Yeah, I she does. So- I love her socks as well. I uh-huh. own a lot of Scarf Shop socks, but her wool cloud skirt oh yeah it's just my go-to and i feel like it looks so chic over a big sweater or yes. even a coat like layers i like this style of scarf and a the lot. colors are beautiful yeah yes love a raw edge and like love a scarf mm-hmm. that basically can be a travel blanket too i'm gonna spend yes. so much money after this episode because i want this <laughs> it's, <laughs> this is it's so good i love that you've given us two neck warming devices i think that's important <laughs> We're heading into the season. We have a good balm. Like, you're also, yeah, we have everything. They're definitely going to renew your Minnesotan card. Like, they're yeah. going to let you be a Minnesotan yeah. for another year. When you show up at the DMV, they're going to be like, okay, lady, yes. Well, <laughs> you're in. You're for in. one more year, you can stay in Duluth. I don't take it lightly. What's the weird marathon in Duluth? Grandma's marathon? Yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> okay. It's I don't a know good if that's one. your thingy. I don't know if that's I thought your thingy, it might but be I would thingy. like to hear. But I would like to hear about it regardless. Um, yeah, heck yeah. I'll play Bram's Marathon. Yeah. All right. Let's do Let it. Let me just plug Minnesota for you yes. in general. Northern be the tourism, Minnesota. be the tourism yeah. bureau for us. Yeah. Okay. So Duluth is on Lake Superior, which is which we can see gig- out your window right now. Which you it's can see kind my of window. Wild. There's fully yeah. just beautiful crashing blue waves behind your yes. head. Yes. Yeah. There's legit white caps happening behind me. It's a lake that demands respect, but it really <laughs> it really makes northern Minnesota. It's so beautiful and Duluth is a hilly city, so we look up, you know, the lake is below and a lot of us can see the lake from our houses on the hill. And Graham's Marathon starts up the North Shore of Duluth and it goes all along the lake to downtown Duluth. And it's a beautiful run because it's flat, actually. Mm -hmm. And it's scenic and it brings in people from all over the world. It's just kind of like a cute, if you like travel races, my husband and I used to actually travel a lot before I had Helen to go to like random half marathons and i think duluth for sure is on the top of people's list and now it's hard to get into why is it called grandma's marathon so we have a restaurant that duluth is known for called grandma's it's kind of like the big tourist place and so when i think the marathon was formed to be they were like the original like corporate cool. sponsors. sponsor okay yeah. It's really cool. cool. No, I definitely (laughs) hear about this marathon all the time. Like it's one people just want to do. One, it's flat. Two, it's like, let's just go to Duluth, Minnesota and run a marathon. It's fun. It's a novelty. Bob Dylan lived in Duluth. Maria Bamford. Yes. Mm. Van Lowe. Duluth has had a lot of big hitters come out. Yeah. Noise well, talk. And now you. Noise yeah, talk. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. A long line. Oh yeah. my gosh. Loved this. That's the show. This has been a production of Dear Media, and we are so grateful to the talented team over there for helping us make this podcast happen, especially to our wonderful producer, Ali Slice. You can follow us on Instagram at a thing or two HQ. And if you have ideas for our show or want to advertise, email podcast at a thing or two HQ.com. Find show notes and sign up for our newsletter at a thing or two HQ.com too. If you love the show, consider supporting it by signing up for a secret menu also at a thing or two HQ.com.
please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.